несколько половину боя, половину поединка, да, у нас где-то было равно, может быть, где-то он выигрывал, выигрывал на один-два раунда, но после второй половины я включился. Mm -hmm. All right, we're live, guys. Половину, считаю, All right, man, I can hear, uh, okay. So, uh, welcome to another edition of uh, Leaving the Ring. This is the post-fight. So, Lomachenko and Lopez, it just happened. Um, if you guys missed it, you don't want to tune in and watch this, because we're definitely going to talk about what happened uh, just a few minutes ago here. Um, I tell you what, guys, I thought it was a slow start of a fight, which I that I kind of anticipated that. I thought Lomachenko was going to take his time, figure out the kinks in Lopez, and then take over. Um, where Andre Ward had, he added a draw. I didn't really see that. And there were some kind of swing rounds in there, but I was still thinking that Lopez, in my opinion, um, was doing uh, much more of the better body work in the round. Okay. But as soon as Lomachenko started taking over, um, definitely you start seeing the tables trying to turn for him, for him. He was getting braver. Um, he was landing some big shots. Um, you definitely saw Lopez's body language completely change because he was no longer the stalker. He was he was actually the guy that was backing up and looking for room to land some of his big shots, which he couldn't fight. I mean, which he couldn't find and stuff. Now, my only gripe is this, is that, remember this, I was saying that this wasn't only a fight for the two fighters that stepped in tonight. This was a fight between the, 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 the dads. I was much better. You know what I mean? Both the dads had to show um, uh, how well they can adjust, um, what they can do, what they what their eye can see to make a fly uh, adjustment right away, right? I thought that, that Lomachenko's dad did too much of a hang back too soon. I mean, too late. You know what I mean? It should have been after the fourth round, not the sixth round when he told his son, you need to start like stepping on the gas and stuff. I was very surprised, though. Let me tell you this. With the scorecards, uh, Julie Letterman. That was crazy. I mean, your dad <laughs> is a, is a well-known goddamn judge, official, unofficial judge for HBO. How in the hell did you get that scorecard? I mean, were you even watching the fight? That was crazy, right? Yeah, I think Teofimo did more than enough to win, right but now, that 119 was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I had it uh, 116, 112, just like the first judge did. Um, and then once I heard the 119, I said, oh, I don't even know what's going to happen here. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was I was thinking this, John, and uh, Midnight Boxing here, man. It's, uh, we go way, way, way back. Actually, John's one of the first guys with blood that convinced me to start doing my own boxing videos at the time uh, when I when I kind of found uh, – um, when I discovered YouTube and stuff. So big shout out to John, man. I'm, I'm happy that you came on here with us and stuff. Um, but I'm with you. When I heard that scorecard, that scorecard, dude, I, I immediately I thought, oh, dude, they're going to give it a Lomo. That's where it's going to go. That that was the route that I immediately thought. And then they gave it a Lopez. I was happy for the kid because my oldest son watched the fight with me. And I looked over and I go, who do you think won? He goes, oh, I think Lopez won. I go, I thought Lopez won too. My scorecard was 115-113. You know, and but but when I heard that right, away, I was like, oh, they're gonna take it from the kid, but they gave it a Lopez, and that just kind of just made me go like, holy shit! Wow, that's kind of surprising. 
No, once I once I heard the one nineteen, I knew exactly who it was going to be for because there's no way Loma won anything one nineteen. Um, so yeah, it, but honestly, it, when the fight was over, especially at the end of the twelfth round, when it was clear that that kind of deciding round went to Lopez, I felt that Lopez did more than enough uh, to win the fight. Like you, David, I think that Lomachenko decided to get into the fight like way too late. I think, you know, after the third round, he would have needed to start to pick it up, but he gave up too many of the early rounds and then obviously lost the 12th. And I got to give the kid credit. He did way more than I thought he was capable of. And if you want to give credit to his dad, then yeah, his dad did way more than I thought he was capable of as well. It was a very good fight, um, tactically for for um, Lopez. And you know, it's like that classic saying: you do everything behind the jab, and that really, really set the good tone for him. Absolutely, a lot of stuff happened today. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, what I saw in the fight. Uh, you saw Lomo hanging back, waiting to, to kind of, you know, see the opportunity so that he could seize it, which he started to do. But as Dave mentioned, it was a little too late. I have it right around the six is when I saw Lomo finally adding the pressure, starting to go forward and not backwards. Right. And that round was I still if I'm not mistaken, I think I still had. Yeah, I still had Lopez winning that round. But I definitely could see the, the swing. Now, what I didn't like, because uh, Lopez's father did good in the lead up to the fight. You could definitely tell he prepared his son correctly. But I don't think he gave him the best advice during the fight. After once Lopez or once Lomachenko started that pressure, instead of in the corner mentioning that, hey, he's starting to pressure, hey, don't let him bully you, all the basic stuff that you would say. Right. He's like, right. hey, yeah, it's just like we said, blow out, blow out. Okay, cool. You could say that, but make sure that you let him know. And then it was the same thing in the 12th round. He told him, hey, just go out there and outbox him. And Lopez was mature enough at that young age, mature enough to say, uh uh, I need to bring it to this boy. Even if that one judge had it at 119, I need to put it on him because I don't need the fans telling me that this was a robbery because it wasn't. Yeah, great point. No, um, yeah, he, he decided essentially not to listen to his dad's advice and to follow his own advice. And that decision played dividends because had he, well, you know what, with Julie Letterman scorecard, maybe it wouldn't have mattered in the grand scheme of things. In a fair, fair scorecard, it absolutely would have mattered a lot. Dude, I thought I thought I had, I, you know, I only had like six 805s, and I'm like, holy shit, I wonder how many 805s did she have tonight, you know what I mean, to score that. It was just crazy. I was like, are you serious? I mean, you're like, you you have like the best seat in the house. How did you score it like that? Everybody's, I, I got all kinds of people still text yeah, me right now. I don't know. And, and they're like, they're like, man, did you see what she saw? And I'm like, no, I didn't. You know, I'm not going to take nothing away from Lopez. I thought uh, Lopez's strategy was great. I thought that the kid um, didn't just rely on his punching power. He relied on boxing skills, which was something that we all were wondering, could he do, except for like G-Funk, uh, Joe Habib, uh, yeah, they were yeah, they were spot on. They, they, they said, no, man, I think he's got the boxing skills and, and, and everything. Um, what I think that Lomachenko 
and his dad kind of banked on a little bit too much here. Uh, you know, John from Midnight Boxing. Uh, I thought, I don't know if you saw this, but I thought they banked on the younger guy um, overusing his youth and that he was going to get burnt out. Now, it looked like that. Yeah. After the yeah. Round, yeah. It looked like yeah. it. Yeah. In the 10th, yeah. in the 10th but, round, especially 11th as well, but no. that. Right. Mm-hmm. But even even when he did seem like he kind of gassed out, it wasn't like he got wild. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it it didn't look like he became an amateur fighter, (laughs) which you would normally see, right? A guy just didn't know what to do. His punches were still short and sharp. The thing that I think that kind of effed him up a little bit was the headbutt. When I saw that, I was like, oh, that's that's going to be because he did look at the ref. He was like, hey, man, mm-hmm. this guy's hitting me in the face. So, I, you know, no matter what, when you get a hit in the head, hit the head, and you're taking the bigger impact, it's going gonna, it's gonna to cause you a little bit of a setback. And I think that's why we started to see a little bit of, of Lopez kind of like reverting backwards. I think he needed to catch his bearings. Yeah. Um, Again, I, I give kudos to the kid. I thought he did a phenomenal job. I, I was very surprised in a, how well he stayed composed. His dad was giving him excellent, excellent instruction, like you were saying, John. Excellent in, in instructions. I just thought with Lomachenko that – I thought, honestly, if this was a 15-rounder, this would have been a great game plan. But this is 12 rounds of boxing here. You had to have stepped up after that six. After the fourth, it should have been stepped up, not the sixth round. I take that back. Not, not the sixth round. You shouldn't have done that. Now you're really gambling, and it cost them. They lost the house on that one. Yeah. I think also that we got to give Teofimo credit. I, I think that the power and the speed just had him wary of opening up earlier on. I think a lot of the hope was that, you know, his punches would lose a lot of their steam uh, later on in the fight, and he was kind of trying to wait things out, but – Right, Obviously that that strategy didn't work. I, I think also that it, had he opened, perhaps it had he opened up a little bit earlier, he might have got hurt a little bit earlier, maybe even knocked down. So w- we don't know. I mean, he definitely sent something in there that didn't make him open up. I mean, the power did kind of like you know it did it did disappear after the eighth ninth round. Uh, but I'll tell you what, the reflex and the and and and, and putting the com- combinations together, it didn't disappear. So to me, that still made Lopez very dangerous. And that's something, again, like I go back, a, a guy that kind of relies on his punching power, when you when normally when you take that away, they're kind of like clueless. You know what I mean? Like they don't know what to do. Uh, Lopez kind of showed me like he still knows what to do, like to keep himself in the fight, you know, because Lomachenko, when Lomachenko did open up, it wasn't like he just took over the fight. You know, I mean, he landed some good shots, but then – at the same time, uh, Lopez did make him reset again, you know. So that told me a whole lot. His uh, uh, Lopez' legs were conditioned. Um, his bearings were still there, and, and he could still put punches together, which makes him dangerous. Not power, one-punch power dangerous, but it was enough to make Lomachenko rethink his strategy of going directly straight at him uh, to be the bully in the later rounds. Yeah, no, Absolutely. And I think the body work as well kind of helped him at those times too because Loma would kind of start to press on and he'd hit him to the body. And, uh, he, you know, it stopped that kind of forward attack uh, while it was occurring and, and would allow Teofimo to kind of 
reset himself, if not if not kind of just break for a little bit. Dude, what yeah, the yeah, f- definitely. I'm just so blown away by that fucking scorecard. Like, dude, I, I'm just like, holy shit. Like, yeah, you know crazy. what? You know what's crazy is that this is on ESPN. You're getting the most eyes. I'm sorry, John. I just got to get this off no, my fucking did. chest before I forget about Do this. It. But, but bro, right? that, this, this, this was like the most eyes on ESPN. And you, and I'm not saying Top Rank did this. Fuck judges! Like seriously, you guys did this again, where you could potentially turn off anybody that decided <laughs> to watch the fight. They're not normally boxing fans. Like, how do you guys fuck this up every goddamn time? That's ridiculous, man. You know, I mean, the fight wasn't like spectacular. It wasn't like like we were hoping, but still, it was like historical, and also it was very, it was competitive on the later half. How could you guys fuck this up? That's, that's just crazy. I, I can't yeah, remember you, which scorecard it was, but that's not the first bad scorecard I've seen from her from her either. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I have seen that habit with uh, with her before. Um, with uh, what I noticed, uh, I will say that ESPN did put on a, a really good event. It was very streamlined. There wasn't right. really too much BSing around. Uh, as soon as the 10 p.m. hit, uh, you had the first match, a little break, second match, little break, and main event. I really liked how they just streamlined it because if you're trying to get the casual fans, nobody likes to wait. Just give me the stuff. And they did. Um, one thing that I did, I felt that I noticed, I don't know if you guys did when I was uh, listening to the commentary as I'm watching the fight, um, anything that... I mean, you could see the second round where um, Lopez was definitely working the body. You could you could definitely start to tell, okay, I think this is his game plan. It's throwing the jab out there, whether he hits him or not, just to keep him off rhythm. But it's definitely the body. And Loma did two nice counters. And that's all they replayed. That's all they talked about. Andre Ward gave the they gave the round to to Loma, and I was like, ah, okay, commentary's definitely leaning towards a um or at least. Andre Ward is leaning towards a uh, a Loma victory because even even the closer rounds or even the rounds that I felt that Lopez won pretty dang clearly, they they just kept showing those those Loma highlights and these are things that will definitely, if you're trying to get the casual fans to to trick them and have them believe that Loma did win the fight because if you keep hearing oh Loma won the round or Loma this Loma it does if you're right. not really into the sport. You can you can be swayed, but it wasn't it wasn't clear enough for it to be like that. So I see that as deterring. Uh, it'll deter fans away when they're like, "I was watching this fight. What 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 were they talking about? Why did they keep saying that Loma was doing so great on on two counter punches? Yeah, they they were clean, of course, right. but that's also expected. But why are we not talking about how great Lopez is doing? It almost felt like only Timothy Bradley was on his side in a way. And then uh, Andre Ward would definitely just keep jumping in. It almost felt like they were getting aggravated towards each other. And the fans hear that. And I, I just don't like that because it's hard. It's hard to keep those casuals to turn them into hardcore or at least to have them start shilling out their money to help the sport when you got what it seems like the the machine behind a fighter. It's clearly 
you know, it is what it is. So I noticed that. I don't know if you guys noticed that. I, did, I noticed that as well. And it's interesting you say that because before the right. fight, uh, Bradley had picked uh, Teofimo and um, yeah. uh, Ward had picked uh, Lomachenko. Loma. Yeah, Loma. And it seemed like Ward was not willing to allow what was taking place in the ring to kind of sway him from how he thought the fight would go. Um he kept reminding us that this was all part of kind of Lo, um, Loma's plan and that this is how he fights. And, okay, yes. That's after true. four rounds, yeah, I was thinking yeah, that, too. But I was like, after four <laughs> rounds, I'm like, bro, he's yeah, losing yeah. this fucking fight. There's Like, yeah. I even said yeah. it on Twitter. I was like, yeah, social media, I'm like, he's got to get a knockdown or something. He's not going to win this goddamn fight, you know? Uh, um, I, I just didn't – I never thought – remember, uh, I said this. I, I, I never thought Lomachenko had the power – to stop Lopez, not once. No, you know, you know, yeah, yeah. No, no, you're right. And you know, I was having the same conversation here at home. Um, you know, it, it it was clear that the plan he had, uh, which is the kind of usual way that he fights, was not going to work against someone who was bigger, stronger, faster uh, than than he was, and perhaps even in better shape. Um, because, you know, it, it takes a lot of conditioning to be able to do what Teo did, even though it kind of seemed like he faded it, it, towards the end of the fight. He caught his second win, and he finished very, very strong. Um, that was a very, very comprehensive uh, 12 rounds of boxing on his part. You know, really quick here in the chat room, like Nato said, bullshit, Dave. Lomo gave away the early rounds, and the rest of the rounds were toss-ups. Judges got to give the rounds to the solo. I know. Look, No. Not those late rounds, bro. Come on, let's be honest here. Lomo started taking over after that seventh round. You have to give him the seventh. I gave him the seventh, the eighth, the ninth, and then I think one of the rounds. I think it was the tenth and I or or yeah, the ninth that I don't think that Lomo won. You know, um, I mean, but even that, bro. I mean, how do you give practically every single round to Lopez? And that's what I'm saying with Letterman. How do you Great give every? Si- yeah, bro. I mean, that's just. Like, no, really, you, you got to get only the only late round that was clearly uh, a Teofimo Lopez round to me was the the 12th. Um, I think most of the late rounds went to 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 Vasil Lomachenko. And like you said, David, maybe there's a couple in there that that were kind of either way rounds. But I do feel that other than the 12th, that the second half of the fight was definitely won by by Loma, but it just wasn't enough given all that he had done to at right. the beginning, uh, all that he had given up. And it wasn't like like super dominant, you know what I mean? Like I still felt like even with those rounds. Now, if you're saying swing rounds like in that way, okay, all right. I think that could I can argue about that, but yeah, because you know I still thought that Lopez was still in the fight, but I but what I saw with my eyes that Lopez wasn't doing or wasn't capable of doing what he was doing in those early rounds. And look at G Funk. He's in here right now. He's he, you know you know he's gloating right now, dude. Bring him on. <laughs> I, I have to I have to apologize to him publicly. Yeah. <laughs> the outlaw Lopez surprises Loma with his boxing abilities, dude. I think he surprised everybody, bro. He surprised yeah, me so yeah. much. He surprised John. He surprised me yeah. so much. 
that on my fifth beer, I go, dude, I'm going to have to hold up for a minute because I, I'm, I think I'm getting buzzed already. You know what I mean? I was like, all right, let me hold on. I'm going to stop. You know, <laughs> I didn't even, I didn't even finish off my carne asada. It just, it's sitting on the table still. Yeah. I'm like, am I seeing something that I did not expect to see from this kid? And I was. Yeah, okay. definitely. Um, I, what I, for people that want to pop in with us, <laughs> sorry about that, John. No, no, no. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, what, um, what I saw with, um, with Lopez was that his, his mentality early was perfect, which was, I'm going to do something a little different because everybody said, oh, if he's not bringing in that pressure, it's not going to work. And he brought in a boxing ability, but there was the pressure because even whenever he stepped back, he was always cutting off the ring, right? He was always still adding that pressure. It was almost a smart pressure instead of just, well, I just need to push him back. I need to push him back. No, he did it in a very smart way. He showed a boxing ability that I did believe that he had. Now, I didn't know if he was going to be able to show it off against a guy the level of Lomachenko. So when he started showing it off, I said, okay, this is good, but can he keep it up? And he was able to keep it up until Loma started that game plan, which was, okay, I, I got the rhythm. Let me go in. Let me go in. And he almost started bullying Lopez in a way. And Lopez, just as Dave mentioned, which <clears throat> just as Dave mentioned, he did, he, he did get bullied but he didn't get reckless. He didn't get reckless. He threw short, crisp punches just enough to keep Lomo kind of away, but Lomo still kept that pressure, but enough to still respect him. And it was very smart by Lopez. This It, it was almost like that amateur came into the back of his mind, which is, hey, I'm not doing good right now. Let me throw something. And which is smart. You don't just want to shill up because then this guy's going to get in a crazy rhythm. And he had just enough pop to keep him at bay and start taking, I wouldn't say he took control back of the fight, but right on the 12th, he said, I'm going all out. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta kill this guy um, right. in a way. <clears throat> Outlaw in the chat room says, everyone said Lopez could only win with a KO, including myself. Lopez is the real deal. And you got to give him props because it's absolutely true. I mean, his dad is brass as they are vocally um to me it was kind of a mirage because they really made it seem like that's what they were gunning for like that's what they relied on the the, the size the power um and i said this and i said this numerous times in my opinion i thought that if lopez only relied on that he couldn't win this fight and what you clearly saw in this fight is that's not what they relied on. They relied on they relied on a jab. They occasionally, uh, uh, which I love what Lopez was doing, um, he mixed it up. He threw uppercuts, even though, even though uh, uh, Lomachenko wasn't there, and even Timothy Bradley, or, or it was either Andre Ward that said this, which I had said he has to predict where Loma's going to be at. So that means just let your hands go, and that's exactly what he was doing. Uh, in those rounds. Um, yeah, just a reminder not, to email uh, leave it in the ring at gmail.com uh, if you want to join us tonight to discuss the post fight of um, tonight's fight between Vasil Lomachenko and Teofimo Lopez um, and, and share your thoughts with us. Uh, 
what do you guys think in terms of where um these two fighters go from here i mean um i guess it's back to the to the drawing board for loma you guys think he should go back to 130 no i think what they're gonna do they're gonna ask for a rematch lomachenko just walked out out of the ring which i thought it was kind of poor uh, sport, uh, yeah. sportsmanship and stuff for him to walk off. I think he was more upset about the scorecard. <laughs> yeah, <probably laughs> he was probably like, same thing, like, are you fucking kidding me? And he just walked off, you know. Um, hey, not only we did, I did send you the link. Let me know if you got it or not. Um, I'm showing that I did, I did send it to you, but just double check. Uh, hopefully he comes on and stuff. Um, Outlaw, I give him props for being only 23 years old and taking on pound-for-pound fighter. Don't see anybody daring to be great like Lopez. Now, remember this, guys. Three months ago, I said this. Lopez remind me of the here-we-come-up Fernando Vargas, challenging the best of the best in the divisions. Sometimes you get lucky. Sometimes you don't. Fernando Vargas didn't get lucky because – not only did he pick one of the best fighters, but he's a legendary fighter in Tito Trinidad, where Lopez got Lomachenko. Um, great job. I mean, that's what fighters are supposed to do. They're, they're, they're basically supposed to put their career on the line to see how good they are. It's a test to find out how great they are. You know, I get it. It's a prize fighting uh, uh, system. It's a business before it's a sport. That's one thing a lot of us fight fans kind of struggle with. You know what I mean? That this is a business before a sport. You know, um, you're always going to get fighters that are trying to try to uh, uh, finagle the most they can out of the sport so they can live fat. Can't hate on that. You know what I mean? That's what they do. But with Lopez and his dad, what what I, I kind of appreciate, even Lomachenko and his dad, because they did it too, is that. They understood that the more they put themselves out there, the more challenges, the more people will be intrigued and want to come and see them. Yeah. So you got to give them kudos for that, man. Yeah, we do. So we've got uh, Nando here on the line. I'm going to bring him into the to the show. Nando, are you there? What's up? What's up? Nando, how you doing? I'm good. How are you doing, bro? Good, brother. I got I got to put my mask on. What? <laughs> 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 I got, I got, I got to be socially responsible, man. You're socially responsible. You go. go ahead, brother. Hey, hey. So, um, it was a great fight tonight, though, man. I really enjoyed it. You know. Hey, yes, see you guys. see me, man. I've been calling in forever. Did not get to see me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true, bro. That's yeah, true, it man. Good, it was a good fight, man. It was, uh, the only thing I'll say is that um, I thought I thought Chinko gave away the fight early. You know, right. That's. You know, like he set the narrative, like for the judges to 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 give the fight to the film early on. You know, by not being aggressive, by being reluctant early on, he kind of set the narrative for the whole fight. You know, so that, that's my opinion. You know, that's why I think. That, I uh, I agree with you, and I was saying that earlier. I was saying like I agree with that. I but 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 what Letterman for me, what she did was she basically gave the whole fight to Lopez, and I was like, that's not how it happened. Because you can't call it a great fight, bro, if it was one-sided. Well, here's my thing, David. The whole yeah. time I thought it was Teofimo's wife uh, screaming in the background. Turns out it was Julie Letterman. <laughs> 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 
face up the gym. I got a teal in my hand by 10 rounds to two. Let me tell you something here, Jim. I don't even know who uh, uh, Teofimo, I don't even know who Lumachenko's in. All I see is Lopez right now fighting. He's shadow boxing whoever is in front of him, and he's winning. That's that's what we that's what they saw, man. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, you know, we all gotta remember, you know, it was a good fight. Um, I'll say one thing for Loma. He, he if he would have started early, I think he would have won the fight, man, because um I, I know it's one big uh, flaw for uh Teofimo. And he doesn't have a defense, man. He doesn't move his head, and he doesn't—he doesn't guard himself. The whole, you know, whenever Loma really wanted to hit him, put the heat on him, he did. You know, <laughs> but he didn't yeah, have he did to though. No, but but, he, but, but, but Fernando, he really didn't have to. Think about it. I mean, you have six rounds of of nobody throwing a punch at you. Why would you move your head? <laughs> right? Like, that, why would you? That, move that, your that head? might catch up to him, though. That's going to catch up to him. It did. It did. It, it yeah. caught up to him in those later rounds, though. I mean, Lomachenko started <laughs> landing some shots. Even when they got in close, I like the fact that he was uh, – uh, actually, I like the fact that Lomachenko was kind of pulling a little bit of Andre Ward, which was when they were when, – when Lopez, which was smart of him, tried to tie him up, Loma started letting his left hand go. Yeah, I think it would be an issue for him if he moves up to 140, and I think that's what he's planning to do. But I just thought of something. I've been saying for a while that I'm not interested in seeing Ramirez or Taylor against Terrence Crawford. I'd like to see the undisputed 140 against the undisputed 135. I think that would be a great fight. I agree with you, Milka. I agree with you 110, percent man. That'd be a great fight. Bring it to Fresno, man. I live out here now, man. I'm happy out here in Fresno, man. Bring it out here, man. You know, it'd be great. You know, um, I I just think that uh still people look like I'm really proud of him. I'm really happy for him. He, you know, he, he spoke it. You know, he, he wanted it for like years already. He wanted Loma, you know, but nobody else. Whenever he was scared of Loma, he wanted it, right? Him and his father. I'm really happy for them. You know, you say whatever you want about them. They're cocky. They're brash. But you know what? That's boxing, man. You got to be confident, man. You got to have it. Yeah. You, so, you know, that's that's part of the sport, man. And, and to be honest with you, I've been watching boxing. I was a little kid in the 80s. And he kind of reminds me a little bit of Duran, man. You know, he reminds me a little bit of Roberto Duran, man. I'm, how aggressive, how red ass he is, man. How like like just you know, he's like super macho, man. Like really macho. And uh I'm really proud of him. Yeah. You know, I, I really like that, man. That's you know, like and to be honest, why not have a rematch, man? I think I think uh Loma deserves a rematch, to be honest. I'd I, love I, to I, see I a rematch. Like, right, you know, yeah, I would like to see Loma start a little bit earlier, you know, like maybe you know, be more aggressive. He was too cocky, man. He he was you know, he thought he was cute, he thought he was gonna be winning the first round early rounds on his reputation alone. You know, and Teofimo was the bully. He sat in the middle of the ring and he bullied him early in like the first six rounds. He was the bully, you know. And I think that was the difference in the fight, man. He was the bully early on, you know. And Loma let him have the fight, you know, for that kind of fight. Hamed in the chat room had it uh 117 111 uh for Lopez. Juan, what's up, Dina? Uh, lost my bet on Teo. La- uh, laugh out loud. Uh, damn, I had the right guy winning though. Um, you know, you know. Here's the thing: when you were mentioning about uh, uh, Teofimo Lopez, about that machismo, about that confidence, uh, me and John uh, from Midnight Boxing, like when we, when he started his YouTube channel, uh, and then I came right behind him after. I mean, bro, that's we used to commentate about a lot of fighters like that: Cotto, Margarito, mm-hmm. uh, Mayorga. Oh, yeah. Like that, you know what I mean? Like the rivalries were really there. Marquez uh, with the baby, the bull with Pacquiao. You know all these guys. Like 
we actually had that era where there was there was really bad blood, even when Oscar De La Hoya for Fernando Vargas, like we were on YouTube talking about these fights. So for me, this was actually refreshing to see that there was really actually genuine bad blood between these two guys. So I think it warrants for a rematch. In my opinion, I don't have a problem with it because the second half of the fight, the fight started. Does this, this unite uh, 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 Lomachenko to go back to the drawing board with his dad, you know, and, and go, hey, this was the bad game plan. You know, Do does Lomachenko's team add a new trainer to the camp? Do they bring somebody on where they make dad secondary? We've seen that happen a lot of times with father-son, uh, uh, you know, a uh, 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 pair, you know, where the son starts kind of doubting what the dad's been saying, you know what I'm saying? So to me, this fight still leads into something that that we could still sell to the public where fans like myself will still buy into because in all reality i think we only got a chip of the uh, of the iceberg of what they could do to each other i think there was still a lot a lot left on the table um um with this fight i could be wrong but that's that's the sense that i end up uh, having at the end of the fight uh yeah dave so um yeah, definitely. Um, what I see is uh, a rematch. I would definitely love to see a rematch um, because it'll be almost as the first fight, the same kind of intrigue of, well, I'm not sure who would win. A rematch would also be the same because the game plan could be that Lomo tries to start earlier, right? But it could also be that Lopez is able to knock him out after now actually being in the ring with him. He might have a lot more confidence. I still think he had confidence, but he had questions. I mean, you're always going to have doubt and questions whenever you're fighting a guy like Lomachenko. You can't replicate that in the gym uh, with sparring partners. So after actually being in there and having tape and his dad, who watches the tape, being able to break that down, I think it'll be super intriguing. They'll be able to actually throw this one on pay-per-view and people would pay for that pay-per-view. Unlike this first one where during a pandemic and everything, it was very smart for them to throw it out there for free because we've seen, I mean, you could look a couple weeks from now, they're going to throw uh, Leo Santa Cruz and Davis for pay-per-view. That's not a pay-per-view level fight, but they, but they'll do it and they could easily done it with this fight. But I ESPN was very smart to market it like it was pay-per-view, but it, it really isn't, especially in these times. But that second fight is a pay-per-view fight. And I wanted to, I wanted to mention with, um, with a couple, what I see with a couple of naysayers of Lopez and his style and his, uh, and his bravado, that machismo, people get that confused with arrogance and cocky, man, that is a level of confidence that this guy has that his dad instills in him. There's a big difference between confidence and being cocky, big difference. The difference is, is that in that gym, when they were game planning, they were humble. You could tell 100% they are humble individuals in that gym grinding to get a game plan to beat a guy that nobody had a game plan for. Hmm. Everybody could keep talking, oh, this is the game plan. This is it. But then they get in there and then they get they get whooped. Oh, I just couldn't do it. Or, yeah, maybe next time. No, no. They were humble enough to say, hey, this is the game plan. Whether you like it or not, and that game plan was, hey, if he gives off those rounds, take those rounds, but don't become a, a crazy killer in there. Just you know, yeah, don't get greedy. Don't get greedy. Don't get greedy. Don't get greedy. Stay humble. That's the key word. Stay humble, which he did, and he pulled off the victory. Now the second fight, 
I'm I'm just intrigued. Anything could happen because you don't know how Loma is going to do after a rematch. Every great champion becomes greater after a loss and you see how they bounce back. And that's a scary thing to see because if Lomo can bounce back and be even scarier and learn from those mistakes, he, he's an animal. He's a monster. But if Lopez is able to keep that dominance and keep that run and all those haters and all those naysayers and shut them all up, then you got a clearly, which he is the undisputed champ, but everybody else, you can just brush them off and just keep moving forward and keep dominating fights. This is my thing, too. And tell me if I'm wrong about this, Amilcar and Fernando and, and, and John. It wasn't a complete beatdown for Lomachenko. I mean, we didn't see an old guy in there. 32 years old, that was the big question. Kid, his legs look fresh. Uh, the size of, of Lopez, is it going to make a major day, a difference? Um, think about this. He fought a strategic fight which was not engaged in those first, well, the first six rounds, he decided to use the ring, use his legs, stay out in the outside distance to stay away from the right hand of Lopez. To me, it still I, shows that that there is a possibility he could change up what he did wrong there. Uh, I just want to point out before I, I let you guys, uh, uh, you know, you know, and respond to this. Uh, Robert Rollins uh, the second says Lopez struggled when he was forced to fight backwards. He had the advantage on, on the inside. Lomo gave the first six rounds away. Shout out to Lopez. He's a great fighter. Uh, Amilcar, what do you think? Well, I think that if Loma's going to have any success in the rematch, Dave, that he's going to have to do what we said earlier in the show, which is to start his offensive attack much earlier. He can't just, you know, use his footwork and be cute for six rounds and expect to win a fight. Um it didn't work for him when he was when he was uh, the champion. It's not going to work for him when he's the challenger. No, definitely not. You know, John, um, go ahead, Fernando. I'm sorry. All I want to talk about Mateo Fimo. He's the most athletic boxer I've seen since Sugar Shane Mosley, a lightweight. You know, he's so explosive. He's so athletic. He's so dangerous. If anybody remembers Sugar Shane Mosley, a lightweight. Reminds me of man, super dangerous like a cobra, you know. And that's why I think uh, Lomo was so scared, man. That's why Lomo was so reluctant. He saw it right away, man. He saw right away how athletic and how quick Delfimo is, you know. So he, you know, that's why uh, Lomo was so reluctant early on, man. He saw like, hey, man, if I rush in this guy, I might get knocked out, you know. So I think that, that was part of the reason he was so reluctant early on. Man. And when he was finally behind, when he knew he was behind by six rounds to nothing or whatever it was, maybe five, five to one. That's when he became aggressive and he became a little bit desperate. And that's when he kind of turned the fight a little bit towards himself, you know? So, yeah. So, like, one here in the uh, chat room really quick. Uh, Loma just felt Timo's power and stayed hesitant to the entire fight. Loved rounds 8 and 12. Hopefully, the rematch will be a good one. Easy. A pay-per-view caliber fight, uh, type fight in the summer of 2021. Now, Amilcar. You were the one that said that this was, was not a pay-per-view fight that just happened here on ESPN. Do you think a rematch qualifies for a pay-per-view caliber fight? Uh, I think that will depend on the ratings uh, that ESPN mm. did. You know, I was sitting at home with my lady watching the fight, and she mentioned that 
you know, most of these commercials were like infomercials about all kind of like crap ass products and stuff. Like, <laughs> the they were selling were like very different than the commercials you'd see <laughs> in like the NBA playoffs or like, you know, a football game. Um, I don't really think they were charging too much money for those commercials. I mean, they were selling pots and pans and all types <laughs> of like junk you'd normally see at like 10 a.m. on Sunday being sold. You know, you know what I mean? Or like, well, hey, it just it reminded me I had to wash the dishes before my old lady starts yelling at me and stuff. You know, I don't know about you, but I, I appreciate those commercials. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But I, I didn't see like any like major beer commercials even being sold, which you'd normally associate with boxing or, or car, car commercials or or um like major U.S. corporations. I, I didn't really see it. So, John, uh, what do you think, John? Do you, you agree yeah. with this? Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with that. I did find that odd. I kind of like almost I didn't really think about it. And then you bring it up. And that's why I'm dying laughing over here. I was like, yeah, I didn't I didn't even think about that. Yeah, it was very, very odd. But like I mentioned earlier on the show, I did like how they kind of streamlined the event, which was fight, break, fight, break, fight. There was no real filler. For the most part, it didn't look like they were waiting for a sporting event to finish before they put on their fight, which we've seen on other networks. Uh, it was just, hey, let's get to it. Let's give them their fight. Because um, I was very surprised as soon as the second fight was over, it was a little break. I was trying to check some stuff on my phone, and then I look up, and I'm like, oh, man, they're already walking out. Um, so I did like that. Uh, but, yeah, those commercials were a bit off. Well, I know Juan here says the beer shaving infomercials was hilarious. I don't know, uh, Fernando. I don't know. Me and you, we're like we're okay with the with the shaving uh, commercials, bro. <laughs> bro, hey, I'm get rid of it. Get rid of it, bro. Hey, bro. Yeah. Get rid of it, bro. You know what I'm saying? You know? <laughs> hey, 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 shampoo and conditioner about those is overrated already. All right. <laughs> I need a bar of soap, and I'm good, man. I need a bar of soap. Man. The other product, the uh, some some military inspired like shaver, you know. Um, <laughs> it's like I felt like they were saying, you know, act now, you get two, and uh, you know, act now, and we'll throw in free shipping. It was that level of commercial, hey, bro. And I'll tell you this much because hey, for the ones that don't know me too well, I'm actually in the military, so whenever I see something that's military grade, I'm like, mm, actually, not that good, <laughs> believe it or not. <laughs> We usually, honestly, we usually get the bottom of the barrel and we do the best that we can with that. And that's how we get promoted. They're like, oh, man, this guy's amazing. He grabbed that broom that literally had no bristles and he swept the heck out this floor. So whenever I hear military grade, mm -mm, no, brother. (laughs) What do you guys think about the Barbosa fight? What do you guys think about that? I thought it was a I thought it was a decent fight. Um. Maybe I didn't like appreciate it because I was so like anticipated to want to see the Loma and Lopez fight already. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I was like, all right, I want to see this fight. That's it. I I was kind of like in a zone. You know what I mean? So I was barbecuing, doing other stuff. So I just kept keep going back and forth, back and forth. But there were some really good exchanges and stuff, you know, in that fight. I didn't hear what you said. What happened, bro? You think Barboza is a contender going forward? You know, like is he uh, capable of fighting like Ramirez or anyone like that at one forty? 
I'm gonna have to go back and watch that again to tell you the truth before I even say that. You know, but but what I saw of him, I mean, here's the thing. There's the thing about Ramirez out of Fresno, <laughs> California. To me, he's still a guy that's. I, I don't think he's like uh, uh, top to ceiling. I think he keeps improving, man. I think he's getting better and better and better. I know the, you know, the, the last fight with uh, 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 Victor Postal, like that was the biggest criticism and stuff like that of him. But I just, I still see the guy, you know, um, getting stronger. Um, you know, styles make fights. And I think the right guy that's in front of him, you're going to see what he's capable, like capable of doing and stuff, you know? So, I don't know, man. I mean, Ramirez to me right now, it's it's probably like the A grade of everybody at the moment. Like with Josh Taylor, you know, they're like the A grade of, of the moment for me. It's going to be very tough to pick against them, in my opinion. Lightweight or move up to one forty? What do you guys want? What do you guys want for for Tio Foma uh, uh, Lopez? Yeah, do Bro, you want I to move to one forty or? I'd like to see him against Haney. I don't know if that's going to happen though. At 135, I think that yeah. would be a pretty good fight. Um, and just for the fun of it, I wouldn't even mind seeing him with with Ryan Garcia if he can get past Luke Campbell. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'd also like to just see the build up to that fight. I think that build up would would be pretty in, interesting and entertaining as well. <clears throat> I, I don't honestly. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I think he needs to stay at 135. I think there's a, there's fights there for him. Just like what you mentioned right now, Milcar. Um, but I don't think his body um, is going to be so acceptive of staying at 135. And, and, and his dad and them already been talking about moving 140. I mean, his dad in an interview, um, uh, what is the fighter's voice? I believe it was, you know, I want to give him a shout out out of Fresno, California. Tamien. He's a, you know, a homeboy out of there. He did an interview with uh, 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 Teofimo uh, Lopez senior and, and, this was at the uh, the Wilder and Fury rematch, and they they had already said once we fight Lomachenko, and and we do what we not we, we we're gonna do with him. We want to move up. We're looking at Jose Ramirez next. I mean, if that's the case, if they because I mean, so far they haven't showed that they're not true to their word, right? If that's the case, that's gonna be a good fucking fight if he does do that. You know, uh, it's a different ball game. For me, even five pounds, a lot of folks always say like five pounds, enough, it is a big difference. You know, you're fighting bigger guys. Yeah. Is there a rematch clause? Does he have a rematch clause? You know, that's a good, that's a good question, bro. I don't honestly, I don't think so. But being the fact that a lot of times you only see rematch clause when it's two different promoters, when it's within the in-house promoter. Uh, um, they don't really do a whole lot of that unless the fighter and the manager requests that. So I don't see, you know, like it doesn't really matter because it's a fight they can make happen again, you know. But it goes back like what Emil Carr had just mentioned about the numbers. Let's see how the numbers turn out, you know, to to kind of give that narrative if it's going to go on to a rematch, if they're going to go that route. Because if the numbers are not there, top rank could look at if we're not going to get Ramirez and Taylor before Ramirez moves up to fight Crawford, let's give him <clears throat> Lopez and Ramirez. That would be another big fight for the top rank uh, uh, promotional group. Cause you got to remember, they always keep it in house. They don't, they don't never outsource unless they exhaust everything that they have available to them. 
Yeah, yeah. I wanted to segue with uh, you were saying the numbers. I wanted to go back to one of the older comments we got uh, from Juan Tena. He was saying that he lost his bet on on Teo, but he had the right guy winning. So right. I uh, I could talk a little bit about uh, betting and whatnot because I actually put uh, bets on the line yesterday uh, oh, because wow. I had a feeling I had a feeling that uh, the line would move closer as the fight approaches, which it did. And they mentioned that in commentary. They said, "Hey." Uh, Loma's still the favorite, but big money started swinging in towards uh, Lopez, uh, mainly on the KO side. Uh, but kind of the sharks were waiting at the end to to drop that big money before the line got closer. So I'm glad I got in yesterday. So what I did so that because he picked the right guy to win, but he lost money. So I'm assuming that he went for the KO, which is fine. So I also did the same thing. I put money down on KO, right, which was a plus five, five, zero. Uh, for Lopez, I also put uh, I put a hundred dollars there because that was the max that it allowed me to do on that website. So I put a hundred dollars down on that. Uh, the only reason I bet on this is because it was very um, it was very favorable. It's almost the odds just didn't seem right. Even though even though I felt that I did, I thought Lomo had a great or Lopez had a great chance of winning. I did think that Loma should have been the favorite, but it was just so wide that I was like, hey, I need to put some money down because if I lose some. I wouldn't lose that much because I also move money over towards Loma as well. So that if I did lose money betting heavy on Lopez, it would counterbalance. And what I did was I put money on KO, which was plus 550. I put money also on decision for Lopez, which was a plus 900, which all I did was put $100 there, right? So meaning I would make back $900, which Man. is what I want. That's what I Man. ended up winning. But I put... KO, which was plus 550. So I would have made back, I think it was around 2000 or, or, or something like that. Um, but then I also put 50 bucks, only 50 on each round by KO for Lopez because there were plus 5,000, plus 10,000, plus 6,000. So if I would have got the KO on any of the rounds, I would have got about $4,000, right? And then maybe the extra KO bonus. But if I got the decision, I would have still made my money, which is 900 bucks. And if I would have lost and, and Loma won, instead of losing what I bet, which was 500 bucks, I would have lost 250 instead of, you know, like, oh, well, I just lost. I just lost. It's like, no, well, I'm not just going to lose. Let me move some money over to Loma, uh, Loma as well. So that's just a little tip for Juan uh, Tena. Because the odds were just so favorable, you got to be able to kind of break it down. And on a lot of these, you're able to put the money down. You're able to see what you could win potentials and then what can counterbalance. So this fight was perfect to counterbalance that. So once I saw that boxing, like he just started boxing, I said, okay, it looks like I could win a decision here. And if I win a decision, I'm still in the good. If he were to pull out the knockout, then, hey, I'm just, I'm going crazy because I just made so much money. But even, right. I mean, let's keep it humble. $900 is $900. I'm excited. Right. <laughs> Just to point out too, really quick, uh, I want to know, is that uh, John didn't bet in a military base uh, betting site. Just to make clear, you know what I mean? It was <laughs> <laughs> he made sure he went to a real betting site, okay? Just to get that out there. You know, there was bristles on that broom when he did all that here. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> again, man, it was great having everybody on here. I think we're all talked out of ourselves uh, about this fight. Um, we're going to be on on Monday again. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure we're going to come up with plenty of other things to talk about. 
uh, early in the morning, go over social media. I know you guys are going to send a lot of emails to the Leave the Ring account, uh, uh, and I will go over all of that there. So we have enough to talk about. Um, again, I'm going to invite John uh, Midnight Boxing to be with us on Monday if he can. And, or anybody else that wants to join us on Monday, uh, Amoka will put up the link and everything else uh, when it gets close to Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific time, 8 p.m. Eastern time here on Leaving Ring. It was a lot of fun. Um, still a great fight. I think we had six rounds of good good uh, exchanges between uh, Teofimo Lopez and Lomachenko. Big shout out and kudos to the kid uh, Junior, who went out there and didn't end up beating Fernando Vargas. He actually surpassed Fernando Vargas on the mm-hmm. Here We Come Up because he did exactly what he said. And he actually picked the fight that he knew, well, not knew, but, you know, thought, hey, this is the fight that I can win and I'm going to prove it to the world. And he did it. So you got to give the kid props because, like Fernando said, and a lot of other guys, and even including myself, if he could do this, bro, this is what fighters are supposed to do. Put your career on the line. I know you're a prize fighter, but at the same time, you want to be noted as one of the greats in the book of legacies. Not money-wise. We will remember you on how much money you made. We'll remember you on the fights that you did and won or got close to winning and stuff here on Leaving the Ring. Again, guys, have a great night, man. I'll talk to you guys Monday, man. Sounds good. Thanks, Fernando. Thanks, John. Appreciate the invite. All right. Take care. Bye.